ready? Let's kick it off. Committed to the G right now. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Murph Baldwin. Yo. What up, people? You already know what time it is. It's time for the best show around. The best show about them dogs, baby. Committed to the G with your boy Murph Baldwin. You can find me at a myriad of sites, most notably Rivals.com. Doing my one-two thing there. But as always, man, I'm here to talk to my dog brothers, my brethren. But I can really only talk to y'all at www.patreon.com slash committed to the G. Or you can check out them film studies I have and the recruiting stuff I have popping off. All kinds of stuff, man. Exclusive content going on there. Stuff breaking. You know your boy Murph hooking you up first. So I'm not committed to the G folks, man. So I want to see more and more people hop on that patreon.com slash committed to the G so we can get this content cranking and we can do it like how we do it, right? But if I sound a little different than I normally do, it's because I'm working off a headset right now. Having to give you guys some of that content, man. I don't got my normal microphone in front of me. That that billion dollar mic where I sound so beautifully. Or sounds so beautiful, don't you agree? But man, I just wanted to get some stuff out there, man, to preview the content that I have going on here in the month of May at patreon.com slash committed to the G. Uh, some of the stuff's going to be coming out on some of these other sites uh, that I did before. So you may see um, the Tyson Campbell work. Uh, some of my Patreons have seen. Uh, but you people out here that just listen to committed to the G. Well, if you just listen to committed to the G, man, you're not a mid- member of patreon.com. At the very least, Shoot your boy a five-star rating on iTunes.com and subscribe to the Top Billing Entertainment YouTube page. And, man, hit them like buttons on those videos and everything like that, man. So get on iTunes and get committed to the G and get on YouTube.com Top Billing Sports so you can see a lot of the film breakdowns I have there as well. But the exclusive stuff goes on at Patreon.com slash committed to the G. But, yeah, so, man, I'm working off this bad boy giving you some, some insight here. Uh, feeling a little funny without my mic, though, man. I got this headset joint on. Uh, probably sound funny. But, man, don't be alarmed. Uh, nobody's harming me or anything. I'm not in some cave or something like that. I'm just here with a headset. But, man, so I wanted to get into... Obviously, we had last week, we had the Grayson Four commitment, and everybody was all mad and stuff like that. Then I did the the show and was wondering... I mean, wondering out loud, obviously I wasn't wondering. I was just trying to challenge people to use their brains. Uh, some of the people out there, um, not to say, you know I mean, that people are dumb or anything like that. It's just a knee-jerk reaction. People are emotional uh, when they don't get things their way, and that just goes in life in general. So a lot of people out there mad at Coach Kenyatta Watson, uh, uh, the recruiting coordinator at Grayson, who has a fantastic relationship a lot of these kids in the 2019 class, I would say most of the kids in the 2019 class throughout the entire state of Georgia. And I think that you guys saw that by some of the reactions from the from the kids. Um, obviously, people wanted to, people saw the reaction from Owen Papo himself. Uh, I guess that was the, the 
player that people were most mad at. And I was trying to tell everybody, like, man, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that most people uh, are not privy to. And one being uh, Kevin Harris, you know, his teammate that committed to Alabama and his relationship with Georgia or lack thereof when it was at one point, particular point in time that Kevin wanted to be a dog. He wanted to be a dog really bad. And, and it was going to be that it was going to go down like that. And, and it didn't happen um, for for whatever reasons that Coach Smart and those guys decided, you know, that's their prerogative. You know, they have uh, plenty of edge players um, at, at their disposal. And maybe I'm not sure what they saw. Uh uh, maybe it was just bad timing. I'm not sure, but those kind of things uh, do resonate with kids, and it, obviously it's going to resonate with their friends as well. So, not saying that that's the sole reason why Owen picked Auburn, but that's a reason. You know, that's definitely a, a reason that you could point to um, if you wanted to point to something that was negative. But no, that's not the the very reason. You got to give those guys at Auburn credit for their recruiting prowess as well. As much as people don't want to admit to it, those guys have scholarships to give, and they have a great university with a great football team that have won uh, national championships and been undefeated and everything here in the past 20 or so seasons and have a pretty decent history and have a pretty bright future. Maybe the future is not as bright as those dogs, but I don't know. We'll see. I always want everybody to be at their best because then that way we can see who's the best. You know, I never like to beat somebody who's soft, you know what I mean, if, I, if I'm in prison, I'm trying to fight the biggest dude in there, the hardest, most craziest looking cat in there, that's who I want to fight, because then, you know what I mean, nobody can say that I got it easy, right, so with that being said, man, we saw uh, the big chief, the big the big fish in the dogs program, Nolan Smith, uh, give his reaction there, um, if you guys didn't see that on his Twitter, uh, I forget exactly what he said, uh, and I don't feel like opening up Twitter, to to see but it was pretty much the gist of you know what i mean like we love coach k uh if you think that coach k had anything to do with auburn owen going to auburn and you're dumb and all this and that that's pretty much what i was trying to tell you guys before but people are going to run with their their notions and their in their and their silly propaganda because most people are just going to go by what the majority of people say which to me is always uh, a slippery slope you know, if, you, if you're not doing your own research or you have um, no sources or, or you lack interaction with a particular person or a particular subject, then going by what some person on the Internet says, that's kind of dangerous, wouldn't you think? Uh, you wouldn't want it to happen to you. So that's how slander happens and all kind of different stuff like that. So no, that didn't have nothing to do with Coach K, nor should you guys be upset, like I said, last last show. So which leads me into. On the content, so I was gonna um, do some film studies on on some people here that could be good replacements for Owen Papo. <clears throat> I have one. I'm not sure how much I should say about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna say much. This person, this player is a, a really good player from the state of Georgia. Uh, goes to another school, not in the state. Uh, maybe if you guys can figure out from there. But this guy is a a very suitable replacement to me uh, for Owen Papo. Very good player. Uh, committed elsewhere right right now i don't believe he currently holds an offer from the dogs but anything can change we've got a long time to go so if that were to happen i think that will be uh kudos uh, a feather in the dog's cap if you know what i'm saying if they're able to get this particular player but i'll do a film study on this player so patreon.com if you want to see that i'll have that bad boy up here uh pretty soon
I can't decide if I'm doing it in GIF format or, or doing a, a video breakdown. I may do video breakdown since it's the off season and I like to talk a little bit so then I can talk behind that mic get on the video breakdown. So that'll be something that I have come in there. I wanted to break down some more zone concepts in defense. Uh, more like the intricacies of, of the zone. Dogs play a lot of zone defense. And obviously, if you've seen before, if you see the Tyson Campbell article that's coming out, I kind of started it with the, the roles in the cover three base game from a defensive back position. But I wanted to talk about some of the stuff from the second level and then some some of the intricacies. People think it's when you're playing zone defense, it's just as simple as like you man here, you man there, you man here. But there, if you play, there are a lot of different uh, scenarios that pop up that, that can change the zone. So that's why they say a lot of the heady players playing zone defense is not necessarily about being an athlete per se as, as much as about uh, having the wherewithal and the understanding of area principles and being able to man your zone. But there's a lot of stuff that'll go across. Uh, if you have a strength to a particular formation, a strength on a particular formation and you have maybe the, the inside receiver, but you're supposed to um, man a, a certain zone. Uh, so maybe it's a cover, a cover three or something like that. And you're an outside receiver, or you may be in a nickel back man in kind of the shallow zone, maybe from a, uh, from a hook to a curl, but then being able to adjust that like a, a cover three, a, ma- a matchup cover zone type scenario and being able to then hook to the flat or, or run to the flat. Just certain things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, it takes very heady players to be able to do that. So that's why I'm very, interested in what uh, Mel Tucker and Kirby Smart are doing there. And, of course, uh, the team that I primarily cover, Alabama, and, and same defense, you know, uh, and them guys doing that as well. So these guys are recruiting some of the smartest players out there, and I think that's something that uh, we need to take heed of as well. You can't be dumb and play for Georgia and Alabama on the defensive side of the ball as much as it's see ball, get ball. When you're in those zone principles, there's a lot of thinking involved, a lot. So while we may think someone like Natres Patrick is dumber than a bag of rocks, while that may be true in certain aspects, it's not true in a football sense because these guys have a lot on their plates, uh, especially at the second level and being able to direct traffic um, from there. So that's something that I wanted to get on there. Of course, breaking down more stuff from the uh, spring game from, from G-Day, 93K Day. Uh, seeing what was going on with the offensive line, seeing what's the best combination out there. Uh, man, I, I got to see Cade Mays, man. I want to see some more Cade Mays versus Isaiah Wilson. I want to I want to know what's the what's what's the right tackle spot going to look like. What what's the power side going to look like? Can you derive power from the right side of your line and your athleticism from the left side of your line? Uh, two right-handed quarterbacks, so the tradition the traditional values there uh, remain true. So definitely being able to look at that. Then take a look at some of these incoming freshmen as well, like I did with Tyson Campbell. I would like to see where does Quay Walker fit in the grand scheme of it all. Maybe uh, something on Channing Tindall uh, at, at an off-the-ball linebacker spot. And then the off-the-linebackers in general. Can can we have more impact beyond Natres Patrick there? I almost thank God that Natres is there because – we just don't know what Monty Rice and, and Nate McBride is all about or Channing Tindall. Uh, if Quay Walker is going to be able to play off the ball, 
that that's dope. I wonder if his best position though is along the line of scrimmage. But as we know now, uh, the dogs are stacked along the line of scrimmage. So for him to get playing time, maybe better off for him to be off ball. I want to see what Nate McBride is about. When I saw him play as a high schooler, he didn't have the best game when I went to see him in a playoff game. I would like to have seen him run the ball in college, but it is what it is. See him playing an off-the-ball linebacker spot. Seeing how uh, friction engulfs him. Seeing if he can get off blocks. Uh, Roquan Smith, man, I could do a, a, a myriad of, of film breakdowns on him and his inability to get off blocks. But it doesn't matter when you're playing on the weak side, when you can collect tackles at a rapid, alarming pace. And for the fact that most people are going to look at at tackles, not all tackles are impact plays. That's one thing that I don't know if a lot of people people know. People like to look at tackles, uh, tackle stats. To me, they're 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 not a complete telltale. You know what I'm saying? You can't. I remember Keith Brooking back in the day for the Atlanta Falcons. He used to collect a ton of tackles, man, maybe 150 a season or something like that. But if you really looked at it, man, a lot of his tackles were seven, eight yards down the field. I think to truly be an impactful player at a second level, you need to have your tackles be three yards beyond the line of scrimmage and backwards. You know, you need to be racking up tackles for losses, tackles at the line of scrimmage and two and three yards beyond. You're tackling somebody eight, nine yards down the field. True, you saved the touchdown. But how impactful is that when the very next play they can have a first down? Or, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you can't have a first down if you tackle somebody at the line of scrimmage on the very next play. But uh, you guys get the drift of what I'm saying. So don't always necessarily go by the tackles. Go by the impactful plays and how impactful these are. So I'd rather have somebody with 65 tackles if 80% of them were very impactful than a cat with 150 tackles and 90% of it was, was fluff. If you get what I'm saying. So looking at him, um, I've already did the Justin Fields John. So I wanted to really get him, get it in, get in my bag on some Jake Fromm stuff uh, here either later on this month or, or next month and really dig into what he does well, you know, in a, in a film breakdown because the guy's the absolute truth. Uh, it's funny when uh, people check out your material and they don't know any background or history of it so i put up the justin fields thing on on the top billing sports youtube and you know i was giving him props for the for the game that he had same exact thing that i did that time the same exact day last year with jake Fromm in comparison to jacob easton who had an up and down game just like jake Fromm had this year so i wasn't saying anything like justin fields was going to take his spot or anything like that i was giving the man props he played against the second team he did his thing but man we're talking about a guy who just went to the national championship as a true freshman and who balled out. He completely balled out. But people don't know that, so everybody wants to do the whole pick sides thing. And they're like, oh, did you know that uh, he played? Why don't you mention that he played in the second team and all this and that? When this was definitely a continuation of last. And I even mentioned that in the video. But you know what I'm saying? That's that's the internet for you. Mr. Internet Man. I'm sorry calling you people Mr. Internet Man. <laughs> you guys are crazy out there on the internet, man. But yeah, so that's that that that's the deal. So I want to see what Jake from and, and, and tell you guys exactly what he does well and what are some of the things that he needs to improve on this year because obviously he'll be the starting quarterback this year. 
Um, maybe do something and, and see where Justin Fields can be worked in. The thing that I don't want with Justin Fields is for him to be labeled as an athlete. I don't want to see him worked in in some type of uh, running plays. For what? Is it a switch up? Yeah, that's cool. But Jake Fromm got some very good wheels. You can do some stuff with him as well. But for the most part, you got 12 five-star running backs. Let those guys run the ball. So I want to see that. If he's going to play, let him come out and do some passing stuff as a switch up. You know, he's not a running quarterback. He, he He's a quarterback that can run. But he's a pocket-passing, crazy, talented player, just like Jake Fromm. So no, no difference in that. But that's that's just what happens, man, when you choose to come the year after a true freshman who went to the national championship. So it's going to be some muddy waters there, you know? All right, so, and also to close out, I'll be talking about some of the guys in the 2019 class and uh, in addition to the the player that I was talking about who could replace, in your mind, Owen Papo. I, I've always find it funny to hear people say, oh, we lost Owen Papo. You can't lose something you never had. So when you guys start thinking correctly, then some of this stuff won't won't hurt as, as bad as it hurts. So, um, but yeah, but some of the guys that you already have in the class, uh, the Patreons were treated to an exclusive article that I had about J.D. Bertrand, who was a forgotten member of the 2019 class, who I think could ball on a certain side of the ball. And um, I, I did. I feel like I did a, a very nice breakdown there. Uh, so let me know some of the people out there who've read that. Let me know what you think about that particular article. And um, I'll do some more about the in the 2019 class. So. Maybe do something on Nolan Smith. I supposed to have did something a long time ago. Obviously, I filmed him at the True 19 event, and he had some crazy, crazy plays in that game that I'm not sure if a lot of people saw or not. So maybe I'll put those out there. I've already done something on Jaden Hazelwood. No use and keep going back on that. He's just simply the best. And this, I tell you what, man, this receiving class for 2019 around the country has some of the best. This is going to be some A.J. Green, Julio Jones type stuff. I'm telling you, man, because you, you go around the country. Uh, I love Jaden Hazelwood. I think he's the best, but he has an equal to me and the kid. And um, and one of those kids in Texas, his name is escaping me right now. Um, but I saw, he was also on the True, True 19 game. I got a chance to talk to him and his homeboy. They both be going to Oklahoma uh, for the second time they had decommitted. I can't believe I don't remember this cat's name, but he he's nasty. He's smooth. So I like to get some comparison stuff out there. Maybe with those cats there. And got a Jordan Whittington in Texas. Uh, guys all around. Uh, a smooth cat. Uh, Copeland or somebody like that in Florida. Uh, man. Not Copeland. I don't know. I'll get that together pretty soon. Man, I'll just talk about the 2019 wide receiver class in general. Because I'm, I'm very excited about that all across the country. We have some complete studs who are going to straight dominate college football. So, And then... um. We'll start getting into maybe some opponent previews and, and, and getting some of that stuff out the way as well. But, all right, man, that's going to do it. Just wanted to get some of that content preview out there. But a lot of this stuff you can't see if you're not at patreon.com slash committed to the G. So make sure you do that. Head on over to iTunes. Vote this bad boy five stars right now when you're listening to it and it hits your brain cells. Just go ahead and do it. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Help your boy out. And then subscribe on YouTube. Tell a friend to subscribe and tell a friend to, to vote five stars. Or tell a friend to join the Patreon.com slash committed to the G as well. All right. So thank you for listening. I'll be getting those, getting that content and some of those exclusive. That's
don't tell nobody stuff out there. And obviously, I'll be having to do some of this recruiting stuff, too. There's some stuff coming down the pike. I don't know if too many knows about this stuff, man, but I do. And um, it's going to be pretty dope. But until then, man, why don't you holler at your boy? I am out, Dog Nation. Peace.